and welcome everybody to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave, David, and Connor. Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Peranzi. It's not Sunday, guys. It's not Saturday. It is Monday. I think the last podcast I said we'd probably do our recording on Saturday or Sunday. Well, no, we're switching now our through the rest of the season. We're switching to Mondays. So we can get all the games in from the weekend, get all the point score or point totals, so we know exactly where we're at in the standings, so that we can give more of a, you know, without looking at the games while we're doing this podcast. So, um, I want to thank uh, David Sterling for showing up to this podcast. Uh, He's he back. Has, he has no commitments with neighbors or anything like that tonight. So, uh, yeah, I want to say, David, do you know it's the anniversary of an infamous play? Between the Brewers and the uh, Cleveland Indians, the old Indians, so the Guardians now. Do you right. know what play I'm talking about? Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I wait. We're, we're you gotta give us a year. You gotta give us a year. Uh, I think it was yeah. probably in the. It was probably it had to be the '90s. Uh, it involved Albert Bell mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a second baseman by the name of Jose Vina. I don't know if I remember. Good what God, remember I don't second remember the play. You guys don't remember, I remember, I remember where I mean, I know I the players, I but I don't. With Albert Bell, I think I know exactly where he's so, going. So, Albert, well, whoever was after Albert, uh, Albert was on first base. Uh, whoever was batting after him, I don't know, it was Jim Tomey or whoever, uh, it hit into a double play. And Albert started running. Vina got the ball between second and first. And Albert just basically uh, shouldered him right to the ground. Like he went to go to Vinia went to go tag him and Albert just, you know, just bull rushed him, just knocked him the fuck over. And, and Albert Bell was a big player. There's yeah. No yeah, he was. Yeah. 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 And I remember it was like, holy shit, are you allowed to do that in baseball? I don't, I don't know. I thought it was like <laughs> friendly, but Albert Bell was an asshole. You know, I mean, he, he really was an ass and uh, he decided that he was going to go all out on uh, Fernando Vinia. So yeah. So this, they did not turn the double play. No, it did not. And Vina's hat came off and he was pissed and Albert was just like, whatever, fuck you. Walk back to the dugout. And yeah, so that was that. Albert did not get called for interference on that play either. I feel like the, isn't the interference rule relatively new? I don't know, but I think a lot of, I think, well, I think a lot of people were pissed because in baseball, if you go tag somebody, I mean, especially if they're right there, they just kind of play around and they say, Oh, here you go. And they don't hit you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever. But Albert just, you know, blew him off. I, I love, I love, uh, you know, you guys maybe follow, maybe you don't super 70 sports on Twitter. They do some great, they do a great job throwing it like kind of old school posts out there. And I, I just love their retro kind of baseball where they're showing guys taking out, you know, cause now like you'd see videos and replays of players sliding like four or five feet out of the base base path. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. right. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, yeah, taking guys out. Yeah, second base yeah. especially. Holy shit! Yeah. I'm surprised more people didn't get injured. You know, from I think people did, but seriously, probably. Yeah. Um. So guys, it's Monday. Uh, we all work today, right? Yep. We all did yep. some working. Yeah. Um. Uh. Tomorrow is Tuesday. And before we get into stuff, I just want to say uh, I did put a little uh, a, a survey out on uh, on Twitter today, how many beers I would drink at the State Fair tomorrow, because it's my annual trip to the State Fair. And uh, surprisingly, 50% of the people uh, say that I will lose count 
of how many beers, craft beers I have at the state fair. And that's probably correct. Um, I, I will. I'm going to try to take a notes. I'm going to try to take a notes guys of every craft beer I have and talk about some of them next week. But as you know, probably after the first three or four, I'll lose track and then it'll just be all the place. Yeah. So, uh, fair. Fair. There are some ones I'm looking forward to. Uh, I know the Kirby Pucker number 34. It's a lemon something. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, there are some other ones I'm trying to think. Uh, mini donut beer, of course. Uh, the, the ladies always have that. Uh, but I can't think of really anything else that I'm really. Oh, there's a uh, uh, what do you call it? Shit. It's at um, Dino's Eros. Uh, there's a baklava beer and there's also oh, a, 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 a yuzo uh style beer so i might have to try the yuzo style beer as well so yeah. um yeah so I'll be i, love, fair to I love how this i love how the state fair is basically turned into a craft beer paradise it is I mean, really and now it's, it's, it yeah. seems like there's yep. more new new beers coming out than new food items mm-hmm. i mean maybe yeah maybe there is i don't know there is there I is. tried a uh, Grain Belt Blue for the first time at State Fair at the State yes. Fair. Oh, uh, with the slushy there. top. That's with the slushy top and the, the actual blueberries inside the beer. It was yeah. so tasty. My mother-in-law's favorite now. She tried it at the fair for the first time when they had it, and now she loves that shit. Um, uh, Shells actually has a new beer. It's it's gonna it's Grain Belt uh, Lime, uh, Grain Belt oh, Lim. Wow. They call it. So that's their new thing. Um, so yeah. So I'll be eating and drinking tomorrow, guys. Uh, should be a fun time. You guys, yeah. uh, I know Dave's going out on Friday. Yep. Uh, right. Connor, are you going to try to get out there? Uh, I might try. Laura's already been once this year. Um, right. when I, I have been busy doing homework for school. So, mm-hmm. um, And with uh, only a couple weeks left in the term, that's been my main focus. So, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but I'll try. I, I'd, I'd love to make it out there. I haven't been since before COVID. So, yeah. Um, well, but, me yeah, neither. I want to try uh, to get out there and taste all the new beers. I uh, yeah. I did have somebody from work today bring in a bunch of Sweet Martha's cookies, though. Oh, there you go. And uh, that's one of the things I have to get at the mm-hmm. fair every time I go. So mm-hmm. it's the Sweet Martha's cookies, cheese curds, and uh, mm-hmm. sometimes the key lime pie on a stick. They have a, like this that. year. They have a new thing: a cheese curd taco. You see Ooh. that? Ooh. It is a it's fried. Remember the uh, remember you know Taco Bell had the fried tortillas. It was what do they yeah. call it? The uh, I don't know what it's uh, called. But uh, they yeah. fry the tortillas and now they put cheese curds in there. Nice with some wow. sort of uh, with some sort of meat like chickens and things like that. It's amazing. Yeah. Huh. So we'll see. That's good. Um, David, uh, since you're in Florida, do you know anything about the Florida State Fair? Uh, so. They have they have a few of them. In fact, our hmm. county has the uh, the Southern Florida State Fair. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. all happen in the winter, of course, yeah. because you know no one's going to go to a fair in the summer. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna try to hit that up. Uh, we didn't this past year, so I'm gonna try to uh, go a day uh, this February now. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So yeah, you hit us up, hit that up. Let us know how it goes, uh, how it compares yeah. to Minnesota's, and uh, you've been to Wisconsin's. Yeah. So how it compares to Minnesota and Wisconsin? Um, one more thing about beer, guys. Before we get into our beer talk, uh, Connor did uh, get the beer uh, from Blake. 
Yep. So we do have to figure out a time to all get together and pick that up. And then we'll talk about it on the show. Maybe as early as next week. Uh, Hopefully as early as next week. Uh, Maybe Dave and I and Connor get together sometime this week or yeah, this coming up week and figure something out or whatever, but we'll get to it. Um, And we did mention the show last week, David, you weren't here. We mentioned we will be doing on the off season. We'll be doing the chip and beer pairing on the podcast. Uh, so we'll figure that out in the off season. So anywho, um, let's talk about our beers tonight, guys. Uh, Connor, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I have one that I've never had before, at least. But I think it's up near your uh, neck of the woods, Tony, up in uh, Lake of the Woods Brewing uh, mm. Company. Um, a little farther north than what I'm from, but a little yeah. further north, uh, yeah, uh Warroad, Minnesota, a yep. Warroad, Minnesota beer. And actually there's one in, uh, Lakeland, Florida down Ooh. there too, mm. apparently. Mm. Um, it's called the Forgotten Lake Blueberry Ale. Oh, and it's good. It's, uh, it's extremely carbonated. So I'm having a tough mm. time keeping the burps down. Um, <laughs> let's see. I, I mean, I didn't even look at the stats on this thing. That's seven. Oh, it's seven point one percent. So what? Not not too light, not too heavy. You know, I would say, um, just right, just like Goldilocks. And it's the IBU is only fifteen. So it's a it's a fairly smooth beer. It's uh, I definitely taste a little blueberry, but not much. Uh, it's more just kind of the the ale flavoring that you would expect from a regular ale. Sure. Um, but uh, overall, I like it. It was it's it's been sitting in my fridge for a while, so I I thought, hey, let's let's give it a try. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great. Uh, David, what are you drinking from uh, the land of Florida tonight? Well, I, ironic that <clears throat> Connor said Lakeland. Um, I am actually drinking a beer from Lakeland, um, and it is the brewery is Brew Hub. And they are in Lakeland, Florida. That's uh, it's like an hour and a half from here, uh, two hours from here. Um, and this is the Keybilly Island Ale. Um, shockingly, I believe this is probably my fourth beer that's made with key limes. Oh. Um, but, you know, shock. Surprising. Like Florida Surprising. beers would have key lime. Yeah. In it. yeah. Um, so this is a, I, I think it's kind of a, uh, it tastes kind of like it would be a cream ale. Like it's very creamy, um, almost biscuity, but it's very, very, very light. Um, they don't say, they don't really say what uh, type of ale. Well, they do say it's a light amber ale. So I guess it's a pale ale. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's there's absolutely no hop character to this at all. Wow. It's incredibly light. Um, this thing, you could crush a case of it in a typical Florida summer day. Um, they do not have, wait, yes, they do 5.4%, which is crazy because this tastes like it's a 4.2 or something. I mean, there's like no alcohol flavor. It's very smooth. It's very light. It's very crisp. Um, the lime, key lime is fantastic in it. Um, yeah, that's a brew hub in Lakeland, the Keybilly Island Ale. Nice. So let's see. That's a new brewery now. New brewery that yes. David's got one. Lakeland is 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 it on a lake? Is Lakeland on a lake? 
Lakeland, I I think is on a lake. Okay. Well, we'll say it's on a lake. Uh, Connor's got one that's on a lake. I have one that's on a lake. We already talked about it before. I've had it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. It's the uh, Waconia Brewing Mango uh, American Style Kolsch, which I've already talked about. There's some mango in it. It's a good Kolsch, only 5%. I won't get into too much detail because I've talked about it before, but uh, it's a good beer. Uh, so we have uh, three lake beers. Dave, what are you drinking no. tonight? Mine, mine does not have ruined it. Damn it. Damn it. Beer. You I have a I, desert yeah. beer, don't okay. you? Dave's, Dave's, Dave's on mute now. Bye, Dave. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nope, just kidding. Okay. No, I didn't go late. I would have if I knew we were going with a theme because I've, oh, I've been to some great breweries on or near Lake before, that's for sure. But I ended up going with kind of like in one of our favorites, uh, at least new favorites. Uh, went from, I had the chance to go to Forgotten Star yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you so, go. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we do. And I mean, I hadn't been there. I, I was shocked when I walked in and realized I hadn't been there since December. So I was long yeah. overdue to get back because I do love that brewery, mm-hmm. love that space, love everything about it. We got a great outdoor area now, tents. And I can't, I'm not even sure what the game is, like bocce ball or something that they have. It's bocce, which they turn into uh, curling. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I want to go in there in the winter to see the curling. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the, the beer that I got, I don't know a hundred percent if I've had it before. I'm guessing if I did it, might I might have had a pint in the brew in the, the brew hall, but I'm not 100 sure. But bottom line is, it's a great beer. I just loved it. I actually had a I had a pint of it, or a, a taste of it, I should say, while I was there just yesterday, as on Sunday as we record this. It's their uh, strawberry rhubarb farmhouse ale. Oh, that sounds this, tasty. It is, yeah. So it's a little similar to yours, Connor. I think, and kind of it's like a fruity you know, summer ale or they call it farmhouse ale, but basically yeah. summer, summer ale, I guess is what you'd call it. Yeah. So the IBUs are low. Like you mentioned, mine's a little higher, but you wouldn't really notice it. It's 25. It's got a really kind of, it's a real, it just tastes so delicious. It's got a, a strawberry. It's like sweet and spicy at the same time, but you know, it's the strawberry and rhubarb and they say they do, uh, they kind of, the, they had, Demirara, sorry if I if I messed that pronunciation up, but they use that at the end of their boil. They say to boost the final gravity and give it uh, a rich sweetness that you get from like a rhubarb crisp. They decide, but yeah, what I love about it's just it's just so not overwhelmingly so, but it's just so easy drinking because it's got that smooth kind of sweet taste in the ale. And yeah, it, it's actually kind of like Connor's it, ale. It's uh, it comes in at seven point four percent, which is um, a little dangerous only because it's so tasty. You could drink one a crowler of this in pretty short order, uh, just because it's just absolutely delicious. So, and I'm telling you what, I was, I'm looking at their menu, and I looked at their menu yesterday, and they have some good, good beers. The other one I had yesterday, when I, so quick shout out, I had the Dunkelweiss, which nope. uh, was awesome. Oh like, yeah, I've had that one before. Hefeweizen, it's the Hefeweizen cousin, so to speak. That's how they describe it, and uh, yeah. but that it just clove and banana flavor. Oh, it was just delicious. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're lineup right now in their brew hall and is just, just really, really impressive. So yeah, I, I, so I tried two beers between today and yesterday that I just love. So nice. nice. Awesome. Good. Get forgotten star back on the uh, podcast again. Yeah. It's been a while. Been a while. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, well, great beers tonight, guys. Uh, let's get into the game, uh, from last night or yesterday, I should say, cause it was a two 30 game. 
so I did not. It was two days from ago. Saturday. Yeah. Oh, Saturday. Saturday. Shit. Saturday. That's, that's, that's why, yeah. As we record. I'm off hopefully, to be, we, hopefully we can drop this Tuesday as, as we record. Well, I see hope I can. I mean, like I said, I'm at the State Fair tomorrow. So we'll, ooh, ooh. we'll see. Oh, boy. We'll see. You're saying you prioritize well, the state fair over the podcast, Tony? It's not yeah. that. It's not that, Connor. It's the fact that when I get home from the state fair, I might still be kind of and, and you're and, and uh, you're leaving so early. So, but, yeah. But so. maybe, maybe if we can get it out by so no pressure, Connor. But if we get it out Wednesday morning, our listeners can get a little pregame. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. true. Right before yeah. the mid, Lake, mid, yeah. midweek game this week, so we'll get it out sometime. Yep. I might even do it tonight if I have time. I don't know. We'll try. Uh, Guys, uh, the game on Saturday it was a two thirty game uh, against Houston. Uh, the lineup didn't change. Uh, taxi. No, no, zero changes. Yeah, taxi still out. So uh, Benitez and DJ Taylor on the two sides there. Everybody else is the same. Um, the big story from the beginning of this game, guys, happened in about the fifth minute, um, and that is uh, uh, Debassi. Going down with an injury, a non-contact injury, which is always, always bad news. Uh, any non-contact injury is just terrible. Uh, he looks like he, he looked like he overextended himself, and he did. He uh, ruptured his uh, what was it, guys? His quad, quad, quad uh, uh, ligament in his quad, pretty much, or tendon, yeah. one of the two. Uh, ruptured that. He is out the rest of the year and probably into the beginning of next year, uh, which is. Uh, guys, that's a that's a big blow to really our, to our yeah. center back position. Yeah. Um, you have Kalman back there. You have Colin Montgomery, yeah. I guess. Yeah, um, we wouldn't give for like a Wyatt Olmsberg right now. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, Nabi Nabi Kevin Gucci. He well, mm-hmm. he I, he hasn't. I, I I might be mistaken. I don't believe he's played in a regular season MLS game, but he's, yeah. he played. He played. I know. He, I'm pretty sure he played in the uh, friendly. Against mm-hmm. uh, against Everton, Everton, yeah. yeah. Um, so he and also he's been playing almost regularly with him in UFC two. So that's yes. a possibility. But I mean, I think in the very short term, I mean, I, say what you will about the guy, but like we should be grateful that that yeah. we know Brent Coleman's fully capable. He's done it. He had to do it last year. Step in for yep. Debassi. That is her center back role. Yep. Whether it's and this is the only input I can give on the entire first half of this game um, because I didn't get to watch it. But thanks to Blake, he provided me a breakdown of Boxy, Debossi, and Kalman, statistically speaking. Nice. And Kalman is by far the best center back we have. Oh, this year? Um, yeah, right. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, it's incredible. And I mean, I've always had reasonably good praise for Kalman. I know there are a lot of people that really dislike him for, I think, off-field reasons. Yes. Um, but these uh, statistics are really pretty impressive. I mean, he he leads Debossi and Boxel in, um, I would say, half the categories. Mm-hmm. He's at least second best in the others. Um, uh, you know, it's it's pretty incredible. I, I, I'll text this to you guys so you guys can see it because um, – it's just really incredible to see how good he actually it has been for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I think people um, again, it, there have been off-field issues with his his drug issue, yep. and then um, then obviously, uh, how, whatever your opinion is on the the BLM, it, wow, look issue. at this. Um, 
it's pretty impressive though to see how well he's actually played. I wow. mean, honestly. Um, and it, and it, like I said, I've I've usually had pretty decent praise for him, and it, statistically speaking, it's been correct. I mean, he he is he he's probably. Um, well, I guess you could look at it a couple different ways, and this is what Blake and I were talking about, um, is that maybe this says more like boxing and Debossi are average center backs, where we've been kind of – some people have been kind of thinking that those two are very good center backs, and maybe in actuality our three center backs are really pretty just average. Yeah. Um, but either case, uh, you know, Debossi has been – very has been very good for us. It's going to be a really rough final stretch, uh, knowing that he's not going to be yeah. with us. Well, and it's going to open a lot of questions for well, the and, that, that, and that's why I, I brought up Coleman right away is because I mean, you see, like, okay, who's going to step in and, and, and you know, you get options like we talked about Montgomery or uh, uh Nabi Kamaguchi, Kimaguchi, um, me, the first two that come to mind, um, you know, maybe talk of people moving around. I, I doubt that's going to happen, but. Yeah, I, I, I just we're think we're lucky. But the center back spot by his <laughs> <best>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, I mean, if there, this is brought up by uh, Minnesota 11 on Twitter, I think he was, um, you know, if if Taxi gets healthy, mm-hmm. he can play center back. And yeah. with Benitez now, uh, I responded to him and I said, with Benitez now, that makes sense. I mean, if Benitez is going to be playing right back, DJ is perfectly capable of playing left back. Um, to put taxi at left center back. So that could be interesting. Yeah, that could be interesting. I think taxi does have the build for a center back. He's a big, strong player. He could, and and he's got the speed. He's got the, uh, he's got the vision for good passes. So I think, uh, I think that might be a good fit. And then I I can say that uh, as of today, uh, Monday, as we record um, for a midweek game training, you know, Chimera taxi, Chimera Lawrence, he was not in training today apparently at mm-hmm. least what was open to the reporters. So that's not short term. It doesn't sound like he's going to be ready to go soon. Yeah. Um, but they also say that Metonier might be closing, uh, getting closer to being back. Now he, I, they, he's been training and, you know, uh, I don't know, not probably in the team drills, but he's been training and they, and uh, Heath today said he wants to have one more week with him in training before considering getting him into the squad. Yeah, so let's make I've it heard two that before. But guys, let's, let's bring that up a little bit. Uh, even if Roman Romain is, is available, how much do you want to fuck with the back line? I mean, absolutely nothing. You have to do anything no. with the back. You have to bring, no. you have to bring Kalman yeah. in. You have to bring Kalman in. Yeah. But everybody right. else has been playing decently and, and pretty good in the terms of yeah. DJ Taylor and now Benitez. Um, and I think some of Boxy's early season kind of, as he loses a step, has kind of worked itself out a little bit. I mean, we're not seeing as many mistakes from Boxy as we were seeing earlier in the season. So I don't think you want to fuck with that right now. I really don't. No, it, absolutely it's a, not. It, the, the issue is, yeah, I just brought his name up because we're talking about the back line. But obviously the yeah. big talking point is that Bossy and now yeah. the Regardless of what you feel about Coleman and, and how he's going to f- step in, and like he has done before, that's why I'm yeah. confident he's, we've seen it before. Yeah. But it's de- now it's a depth issue. Issue now what happens when you know say Coleman goes down or Boxer goes down? Now you got a depth yeah. issue. I should and it was also maybe there is something to Kymer Lawrence coming in because I, the other quote and I don't know if we take this with a grain of salt. We'll find out in a few days. 
but you know, the MLS um, roster freeze does not occur until I believe Friday, September 2nd. So technically that obviously this, the transfer window has already closed, but that what that means is most people probably know this, but what this, that means is with the roster freeze, not happening until September 2nd, uh, technically Minnesota United could sign a free agent. We could. So but that, obviously the wish list I saw a couple of people on Twitter reference, uh, you know, John Brooks, who yeah, apparently is a free agent um, as at the end of last season in. Uh, but here's Germany. I mean, thanks for bringing that up, Dave, but everybody can put up there. Well, I'd love to have this guy here, but I'm telling you, if they sign anybody this week and that's a big if it's going to be uh, for just depth, that person is not yeah. starting at center back for this team in the, and well, shouldn't you I, I, think, I was so. going to, I was going to say with the roster freeze, maybe some, one of you knows this. Um, does that mean that we can't bring anyone from MN, MNUFC to, I don't I think know. That's different. I, that's different. I think. Yeah. Okay. Because I, think, I mean, in my opinion, you almost, I would almost want to see someone who's only played for two mm-hmm. just be brought into the, to the roster permanently for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, again, as that backup. I right. think that's, I think that is the case without being able to say a hundred percent certainty. I think because a majority of those players that are on MNUFC and maybe it's the case that not all of them would be eligible as it stands right now, but a lot of those players are on, on that supplemental roster, not sure, your senior yeah. roster, but your supplemental roster. So I would assume that at least those players that play for MNUFC two that are on that supplemental portion, would yeah, be eligible. that's that's true. And there are some players like uh, Jackson who's signed only to two, so he yeah. can't ever play for can't. senior team. Right, exactly. But yeah, I guess I, I haven't I haven't paid attention to those signings at all in terms of what they can and can't do. But um, I, I I think that seems the most logical. You mm-hmm. know, it, why disrupt the chemistry of the squad by bringing no. someone in who's I'll, I'll tell you, never in, been there? And in person, I've, uh, you know, admit Tony and I went to the one game up in Blaine and I've watched a couple of the streams. I'm in UFC two, and then obviously got limited action in the friendly, but Nab, Nabi, Nabi, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that again, but uh, he, in, in the short sample size that I've seen, he's looked impressive. He looks the part he's big, if athletic, Mm-hmm. Um, I, that would be an interesting as if we're talking purely depth here that, that that's the name that i kind of focus on well uh just to finish this off other guys, than Coleman, of course but just finishes off we're not whoever's coming in is gonna be a depth piece we'll see what happens i think it's i really believe well, it's boxy and kelman moving forward yeah three hasn't season and into the playoffs yeah uh unless it's, somebody gets injured i mean that's we, it. we I mean, if, if it was April and we were having this conversation, it might be yeah, different. But, but the fact is, there's only, what, seven games left, seven weeks left? Yeah. In the yeah seven games so, left, yep. So, yeah, even if they brought in a big – I mean, there's not a whole lot I, that I can think of on the top of my head other than, than the couple of boys I mentioned, John Brooks. But, yeah, even if they brought a guy like that in, it's seven weeks left in the season. So, even if he could make a contribution after, say, a few weeks or maybe less, yeah. but – yeah, well, unlikely. And he said that, that they weren't going to do that, even though maybe they had enough roster flexibility to do so. And this will be a big offseason discussion for us here. Uh, the center back position in going to the yeah. offseason after this happened. What do we do to get some young guys in there? Look at the history of the center back position for this team. I mean, yeah. we should have been growing it uh, for a couple of years now. And we haven't. So 
yeah, so. yeah, you're talking about early 30s for everybody, mm-hmm. and you're talking again potentially well, just average players. Really, I mean, yeah. we've never we've never invested money in the center back position. Like we did yeah, quality we did, money. We did once. Well, yeah, with I Ike. mean, with Ike, with Ike but yeah. yeah, I mean, it, overall, considering how long we've been. But in the league now, and one player that's not significant. And I, even with Ike, though, there were questions. Remember the questions we had with Ike? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I remember talking about it at uh, Wicked Wart. Uh, I, I, I really recall talking about Ike Opara coming in and saying, "Is does he have enough left? Is he?" And he did for once. And he and did. He certainly yeah. did. Apparently, yeah. 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 So uh, hopefully, we'll do something different. But let's get back yeah. to the game, guys. Yeah. Beginning this game. Uh, from what I remember, lots of back and forth. Uh, but I think Houston Houston had the advantage in this I, game early. I disagree with that. I don't think so personally. I disagree. I think it was it was. I think Minnesota more or less controlled the game. And the only thing you know, the only thing that didn't work out in the first. I don't know if we're talking about a half hour of this game is, or even the first half in general is that they weren't able to finish in the final yeah, third because right. I mean I think Minnesota had most of the, I don't maybe they didn't have most of the possession it feels like they had most of the threatening chances in the final third I yes. didn't want I watched you know I watched the first half I and then I had to listen to basically the second half on the radio but I, I really thought that that Minnesota was the better team in the first half. yeah I, I mean I think based on what I saw statistically in highlights I mean we had what Luis had a shot called offside Mm-hmm. Right. Um, he had the bicycle kick that just missed. Oh shit! He yeah. had he had the uh, another shot that went right to Clark, or right not Clark, Go, it was Steve Clark. Is. Yep. Yeah, Steve Clark. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, we we did I, statistically speaking. I think we did control, but uh, again, I didn't get to see it, the match itself. But, so and and Tony, there was and that, I mean, okay, whether. Whether they do- I wouldn't say Minnesota dominated, but I think they did have the possession in the first half, and sure. I think they had the better possession too. Now, now, not they aren't. I wouldn't have said, oh, I wouldn't say oh, I'm disappointed that Minnesota didn't score three goals in the first half because they weren't on that. I'm looking at expected goals in the first half. They're right by the end of the first half. Minnesota was was uh, about a half of an expected goal, whereas at that time Houston at halftime was basically at a quarter of an expected goal. So yeah. I guess oh, wow. by that, that's just one metric, but it's. But um, let me ask you guys this question: A team like Houston, yes, coming into Minnesota, I mean, good, good point. Good we're point. on a good streak here. We yeah. should have looked better in the first half. Yeah. Well, I, good I, point. You know, I, I, guys, we can't be we, playing. We can't be playing this whole game no, of well, they, shitty teams coming in here, and we look like average during the first half. Must, I just, it's, I'm glad you brought that up, Tony, because they, I, I had a chance to watch the pregame as well uh, with Cal and Kendra, like I like to when I can. But uh, yeah, they, I couldn't, I, I might have lost count the number of times that they said an expected win, an expected win. Yeah. You know, they kept saying expected win. Yeah. You know, and, and again, we, we've joked about how every game from now on is going to be big, but they, they kept calling this, you know, the huge game because they need to win. They need to get three points out of this. Nothing, anything else would feel like a loss. And so, but then I kept the more times they were saying that pregame, I mean, is the more like I, I started to get a little nervous because I hate using that yeah. phrase trap game. It's but, like you you're know. nailing. It's like, it's like you're taking a hammer to a nail into a losing block, basically. Yeah. Well, then you're just pounding it deeper, deeper in every time you and, say that phrase. 
Because Somebody... I hate that because you know what else was an expected win? Union Omaha. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Let's not, right, right. Connor, yeah, why I, you got to bring that up now? And it, you can, I'm sorry. You I'm can sorry. go back to yeah. You can go back to Sporting beating us at home. Yeah, yeah that was an expected win. Um, that was that was a draw, but um, but yeah. Yeah, sorry. That was, yeah. Dropping well, points. Uh, that was again, absolutely an expected win. Yeah. Trap potential trap game. David uh, mentioned in our text trap game. I mean, seriously, guys. I, Houston was playing really to stay in the the playoff picture they if they had won they'd gotten three points out of this game they would have stayed in the playoff picture now everybody knows what happened but technically and yeah you're right i mean technically no team has been eliminated from the western conference even after uh sunday a saturday result but yeah i mean i guess i was feeling like at basically i left i had to start listening to the radio at about 40 minutes in but when i got Mm -hmm. in my car still listening to the game, of course. But at that point, I, I was disappointed. I think, Tony, you hit it on the head. I was mm-hmm. disappointed that, hey, it's Houston. You're at home. You got to take control of this game. Well, um, but, but I didn't feel – I still felt comfortable. I was disappointed they were take, they were going to take a, a nil-nil game into halftime. At least that's what I thought at the time. So you should, disapp- been, you should have been happy then that they didn't. Well, <laughs> I guess well guys, I mean, we had – Kalman came in, and I forgot to mention this. I mentioned it on our text. Kalman came in with a 70s uh, style porn stash. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, which, I noticed that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is very, very nice, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, if I could grow one of those, I would. But he came in. It's like a super uh, troopers thing. Man. It is. Yeah, yeah I, I saw that, and I immediately asked her if I could grow a mustache again, and she said no. What? Ah. Oh, <laughs> damn it. But uh, I, that was my inspiration for that question. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, guys, we get. We get to the end of the half. Now, because of the Debassi injury, six minutes are added on to this game, or to this half, I should say. Yeah, and, and there was another heat injury or two. It was like yeah, six there minutes was, was kind of six minutes. There probably should have been more than six there minutes was, added on, actually. There was a head on head collision between yep. uh, Corey Baird and uh, who was it on our team? Um, Ariaga, I want to say. Was it Ariaga? Right. It was yeah. Ariaga. Wasn't yeah. it Ariaga? He, that dude has the worst and looking team. The funny thing was the Cor- the Corey Beard one. They put the wrap around his head because, of, but because of his hair, his hair was like taking the wrap up it to fell. the top of his head, like it was becoming like a little like ponytail type of thing. So I had to keep replacing it. But <clears throat> speaking of Cody Corey Beard, guys, forty five plus one. Corey Baird gets the goal here. And, it was later um, than that, wasn't it? No, it was 45 plus one. Uh, it was, it was uh, 45 oh, yeah, plus yeah, one. Yeah, 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 you're, yeah right, you're right. Yep. And he's just, he's just, for, he's wide open in the box. Oh, guys. my yeah. goodness. He's there's, just hanging yeah. out. This, there's so nobody that, within six feet yeah. of him. Yeah. So you, you know, can't. This is ahead, really David. messy because this is the, this is the risk that you carry with starting Benitez at right back. Yeah, because he is so offensive oriented, and that's the whole reason why he's here is to be offensive yeah. oriented. And the problem is, it's not Benitez because the fullback's supposed to do that kind of stuff. The problem mm-hmm. is, is that Michael Boxel has an issue with getting out of position by playing too far forward. Yeah, and that is exactly what happened on this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can yeah. see that's what I was going to say, and I'm looking at how this one started and. I want. That's why I was gonna. I knew we were gonna get this goal eventually because for me it really felt like this was completely against the run of play. 
this goal. It came out of freaking nowhere. I mean, yeah. it was a, it, you know, Minnesota just didn't get back in transition fast enough. And as I looked at the replay again, it's like, I feel like, and I, I could be wrong because I'm kind of looking at a small screen and zoomed out a little bit, but it seems like the only person, or at least the person with the best hustle on that play was, I think it was Reynoso. Um, but I can't even tell, but it looked like he might've been the only player that was really trying, you know, it, otherwise it looked like the effort in getting back in transition was just poor at best. And David, great point. Um, about Boxel, yeah, what was he doing that far up? I, well, I, again, I yeah, know it was it, transitionary, but but you know that's the problem with Michael Boxel is he's always been the guy to drift forward, and it, mm-hmm. he, getting to the age he is now, he's never been super speedy, and now he's even less speedy. He he needs to be staying home, especially when you have a fullback like Benitez who is who's pushing forward like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, Kelman. The again, I didn't get to see it live. Uh, the the very end of the replay, you can see Kelman yelling at somebody, and it's got to be Michael. It mm-hmm. has to be. I don't know who else he'd be yelling at because yeah, yeah. Kelman, I think, had two guys that he was trying to cover. Yeah, and yeah. how do you miss uh, how do you miss Corey Beard with his uh, big uh, you right. know his wrap on his head, you know, yeah. and his big fright? There's no reason for this. Um, I think David, what you're talking about with Boxy is he still. You're right. He still has a problem where he gets up too far, right? And yeah, the the year the year or two he played with Ike, he yeah. could do that because right. Ike could clean that shit up, and Ike did clean that shit up a lot. Well, Ike could clean that shit up because he had Romain running down the side. Exactly, well, did that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now you don't have the the space is unbelievable. I think if Zach just Boxel, I mean, maybe because he's how old is he now? Thirty three. I mean, is uh, I, maybe yeah. Think so he's maybe he you know he he probably has lost a step because I think actually Benitez was you know he had uh, Corey Baird way too much space never number one but Benitez was the only guy with even the slightest chance of getting there in time I think it was yeah Benitez and and Boxel was just but just yeah. jogging of course I'm watching it in slow motion bad, <laughs> bad, bad jogging in slow motion very nice Boxel has. <laughs> Jogging, jogging in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Here comes the ball. But uh, no, guys, this is again a terrible end of a half. We talked about this before. Give them a goal at the end of the half is is uh, is it, it's like a yeah death knell for us. We just do it all the time. And, and, and this yeah. this one kills because, like I was saying, I just I wasn't expecting it. I don't I, I don't think anybody was expecting it. it was, oh. I was expecting zero zero nil nil into the half and yep. against the run of play, in my opinion. And yeah, it was terrible. And you know, I think one of the things about this is Dave, to your point, expecting nil nil into the half. I, you know, I was I was following it on my phone, just score line, and I was like, okay, we're gonna go into half nil nil. And then when I finally watched the replays uh, this morning, I was like, why are we pressing forward to get a goal that late in the half? Just mm. just go into half, mm-hmm. tied zero zero. Who cares? I mean, so I I really hope, I I just really hope that that's something that the the back line and the players themselves were deciding to do. And that wasn't something that Heath was trying to do tactically because it's just, it's just reckless. There's no reason to, to take that chance. No, no. But guys, I mean, we go into the half down by one now, which is disheartening, especially at home. 
I'd say it's more than disheartening against the bottom side in the West. Against against yeah, against Houston. Yeah. And uh, so we come out of the half. Heath makes a change. Uh, it is Will Trap for Bongi, which then moves Robin Lud up to his attacking position. Uh, puts Will Trap in there in the in the midfield, which is I'm- fine. But you then take Lud out of that midfield. Yeah. So I'm a little concerned. I was a little well, concerned about that. And then I think I, I text and you said that and I texted right away in our in our thread. And this one, in my opinion, I don't think that we're gonna see. Well, I wouldn't be you never know with the midweek game. It's you, you might have to throw that out. Oh no, but these next two games are huge. We'll get to that. But I in my opinion, I don't think this is I don't think we're I don't think it's gonna be I think Lude has been great where he is in the midfield, and I think yeah. he should stay there. I think this was though today. I today Saturday was a case though where Bongi unfortunately had some really really bad touches in the final third in the 18 actually inside the 18 yard box and I think I think that's what led to it because there was multiple at least three I think it's probably a big reason why Minnesota didn't get a goal in the first half was unfortunately due to Bongi so I'm thinking that this was just hey we need to score a goal we need better yeah we need a better performance out of our wingers And, and so I think Heath was forced to make a change at this point. And they've, they've had Bongi on a long, long leash. He's played a lot more than I thought he would play. Of course, a lot, some, a lot of that's due to injury, but he's been playing a lot. And Bongi has been better, but mm-hmm. not he was bad Saturday. Well, you know, and I, I th- wonder now with this midweek game, um, I, I wonder if that's going to help Heath put Bongi in at, to start in RSL. Because he only had the first half, he's mm-hmm. going to be more rested than anybody else now. Mm-hmm. And you know, Lud could easily start in in midfield if he had to, but he doesn't have to do that anymore because now Trap is only at half a game, yep. so he's fresher because he only played forty, well, probably forty eight minutes. Um, yep. and, and so it actually, I, I wonder if if it is a sit because he played uh, again, I didn't see it. I'm taking your word for it, Dave. If he, if it is a sit because he was playing so poorly or if it was he thinking, well, you know, this might help us balance the attack out, but it's also going to keep Bongi's legs fresh for Wednesday. It's also going to help trap get fresh for Wednesday because now he's hmm. got a few minutes to get going. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, you might be onto something. You might be onto something actually, because it, you know, for Heath, it's kind of an early sub, you know, an early unforced sub, I guess mm-hmm. you'd call it. So yeah, yeah and I mean, maybe. and it's and it's unusual for Heath. I mean, to right. sub a player right. that he's trusted for so long just because he had an off half. I mean, that's unusual. But it did help, guys, because the bicycle tick kick that David talked about earlier happened in the fifty-third minute. Uh, that was oh, a. Well, that's right. It was the second half. That I was a like, yeah. second half. Yeah. Across I, I, from Franco to uh, to uh, to Amaria, and he had bicycle, and guys, man, if that hits, I mean, if that mm. hits, that's goal of the year. That's goal of the year. Yeah. That Minnesota, is just that is fantastic. Least, yeah. um, and it, it's hard to tell how far off he was. I didn't see a really good angle of it, but it I feel like it wasn't more than a yard. No, yeah, it, it couldn't have more. been more than no. a couple feet. Yeah, no, yeah. it was. It was. He was. He was. He was on. I mean, he was. He was there. It was just a little bit too wide. That would have been beautiful. It yeah. was perfect form. Awesome. You know, you, 
you see that pressure coming in from uh, uh, from Franco Fragapane more often nowadays, and I love mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. from him. You see him just in that final third yep. pressuring the defense, and you know the defense they're not expecting it because Franco's never put on that kind of pressure before. Um, so it's a weapon going forward that we could really use. I really hope he continues it. Uh, so yeah. well done to Franco. And then <laughs> that's, yeah. that's yeah. funny that I'm just, uh, that was one of those that I had to listen to on the radio. And I mean, the guys are great on the radio, but not, uh, they can't do it justice. And somehow that was the first time I watched the replay just now. And that, yeah, that I'd say maybe two feet, but gosh, it, yeah. it looked closer from the angle, but, yeah. but oh. yeah, that was stunning. I think he had another, he had another one arm. You did. He did right afterwards. Later. Another shot. He got a cross in from, uh, or a cross in from Alan Benitez. Missed. Of course, it was saved by the uh, the goalie there. But so we we had some opportunities, guys. Uh, in the 68th minute, Mendo Garcia comes in for uh, Ariaga, which is, I mean, I guess you want to keep attacking. Yep. Why not? You like you know? it? Yeah. yeah I like, like it. it. Yep. Like it. But you're, you're at home, you got to be aggressive. Yep. Guys, we go all the way to the 79th minute. And that is when uh, it's an own goal. But is it really an own goal? <laughs> I mean, it's, really, it's, is it's it? It's an alternate goal. Let's call yeah. it. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know. It, because, come on. I mean. It, I think it was going, it had a chance to go in regardless of whether it was deflected. It's, it's Ray, dude. Yeah. Come on. It's Ray. And I don't think that uh, Clark had a good line on, uh, on the ball either. I mm-hmm. think that whether it gets deflected or not, mm-hmm. Cl- Clark is going to struggle to save it. And it's mm-hmm. probably going in. So uh, yeah, I, I still think, I mean, by definition, it is an own goal. So, but yeah. uh, Fafa, uh, Fafa gets a, a leg on it. And uh, that's another, that's another I, guy like, uh, like Michael Barrios, who is just a, a thorn in our side. Fafa yeah. Fafa? Yeah. I oh, don't like Fafa. Yeah. I saw the stats, you know, and I, I, I real I had forgotten that until the pregame and like he, he like in his, I think he has 10 games against Minnesota ballpark. He'd scored like six goals and three assists or something. Those yeah. numbers might be slightly off, but the point is, yeah, it's yeah, he, sounds right. Yeah, he, he's been to his days uh, playing playing for the Union too. When he yeah, yeah. Philadelphia. those numbers are just insane. Yeah, Fafa is uh, uh, he's a loons killer. Uh, he is he's a loons killer, um, and he had some opportunities in this game that he could have scored on too. That were, you know, guys like that just they they, they bug me and I hate them. The great players, and, yeah, and right. I, I'd I, love to have them on your own squad. I no, sure. when I say I hate a guy, I, it's not that I don't respect the guy. I respect the guy, but I hate yeah. the things he does to to the loons. You know, yeah. Um, after guys, after the uh, technically Ray Fafa half goal piece thing, why don't they do that? Why don't they? You know, in football, they allow half sacks, don't they, Dave? Yeah, yeah, they they do. They so I think in I think MLS you should allow half goals, something like this. Big Fafa gets one uh, half yeah. own goal, and Ray like also it. gets I one like half yeah. goal. I like That's... it because what you know what you know when you when you see it, especially after watching the replay a, a number of times, you still you can't you just don't know you don't know. Oh, yeah, but it, but they certainly hit well, and and you never know. I mean, the goalkeeper might have saw that all the way into his hands. You just don't yeah. know, but. But obviously there, with the, def- the deflection yeah. he had no chance i mean and but there are there are own goals that are obviously own goals okay right. we've seen right. that before but there are goals like this like this is kind of a 
this kind of raised deal. And Fafa helped, but yeah. you know, give them a half yeah. a goal each. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I don't, sorry to back up, but I just thought I had, had to mention that. I think David, you mentioned it when you were talking about the first half, possibly, but like it was, it was Armoria that uh, was well off sides when he put, he put one into the back of the net. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Prior, prior to that own goal. Yeah. Um, yep. But I mean, it, it's, it's hardly worth mentioning other than the, because he was clearly offsides by a mile, but it's only worth mentioning, I think, because of Ray's kind of like, it was Reynoso, right? With his back heel. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Yep. Gone. But yeah, clearly way, way, way offsides, <laughs> but, but just worth mentioning because it was fun. Here's the question, guys. After the uh, own goal, Heath brings in Dunlady for Fragapani. Now that was that was a little surprising. Now I I don't know if you guys are like me, but my thinking was: Are we just setting up for a a, a draw here? Because really, uh, Fragapane is like he's kind of one of the the catalysts yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah, but you're bringing you're bringing a forward, you know. You are, forward, you are, but not as well skilled as Fragapane is. But he, but we all know. I think we know that we're, if you're talking about defensive prowess, you know, and maybe getting back, I mean, we're not, we, we're not too confident to didn't in yeah, that. Right. Yeah. No, not at all. No, yeah. I mean, I, I go back to the midweek game, you know, I think For it's, sure. Sure. I think it's Adrian saying, okay, I'm going to make a, an offensive substitution that probably isn't going to matter. Um, but the one thing that does matter is I'm keeping a key piece fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so guys, (laughs) right after that, 84th minute, the, this goal here, guys, all right, this is a, this is an Amria goal, but it's all set up by a little bit of back and forth play by Benitez and Reynoso and Reynoso getting two guys on him, two guys, two Houston players to go towards him when he has the ball and letting Benitez get a little open yep. for the a nice... little open. Yeah. He was <laughs> well, a not a little open. Oh, he man. was a lot. Open. And I'm yeah. telling you, I, I, I'm saying this Reynoso gets double teamed a lot. Yeah. But who is stupid enough to double team Reynoso at that part of the pitch? Yeah. Why the fuck would you do that? And not only that, there's that, that center back uh, that should have come over to, guard Benitez or one of the, one of those guys one of those guys who were double teaming right now so should have been guarding Benitez yeah. as well one of those should have come over uh but they both of them clearly didn't know what they were doing and Benitez had tons of room but, uh, yep. that assist that assist by I mean Benitez's ball in was just a thing it was beauty. great it was and it's a good vibe not not, not quite as not as quite. It might not have been the assist of the week. That probably would have to go to was it? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's not LAFC's Ricky. Uh, is it, who is it Ricky Puig? Ricky Puig. Yep. <laughs> that was that was that was the assist of the week. But yeah, Benitez. I mean, that was a heck of a ball. In and did you see that? Like Benitez had his arms in the air just after he passed it before Henri well, he, scored. He knew. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But again, guys. Yeah. Going back to what I said. Who is stupid enough to double team Ray in that position? The bottom team in the West. I mean, right. that's just that's just that's just dumb. I mean, yeah. As a as the coach of Houston, you got to be like yelling at these guys, like, don't double team them down there. Well, and yeah. do it. you know, it it might suggest that they don't have enough um, 
enough paperwork on on Benitez to understand that, right? True. Uh, you know that's what he's here for. And you're, if you're going to double team Ray, then you're going to leave open a guy that likes to put the ball into the box. I mean, yeah. he, how many times has he crossed into the box since he's gotten to Minnesota? All I mean, the I time. It's a, a ten times, twelve times. I mean, yeah. he's a crossing guy. Yeah, I mean that's what he's here for. So the fact that they did that, I mean, regardless of how dumb it is to double team Ray at that at that juncture, the fact that they left him open mm-hmm. yeah. means that they had no idea they hadn't scouted Benitez at all. Oh, and they left uh, Amaria open too. Right, yeah, he, he yeah. had a few feet of space in front of him. Guys, that came up with. Uh, I've seen that uh, Benitez. Um, uh, Amaria combination quite a few times since Benitez has gone in. It's it's yeah. working pretty out pretty well for the us. Paraguayan connection. The Paraguayan connection. I have, connection, I, have I have a new name for that. What's it's that? called Paraguay. 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 Yeah, I can I can get I like that. that. I can like and that. I have like and I have a new name for Benitez now with all his crossing. I'm gonna start calling him the crossing guard. Oh, that's that's clever. Because he's like clever. That. He's defensive. He's a guard. Guard. He's also yeah. crossing. So he's the crossing guard. Yeah. That is clever. I need a new nickname yeah. because freaking the sniper's not here anymore. So I need yeah. a, a nickname for somebody. I got taxi. I got the crossing guard. So, guys, we went from low coming out of the half. I mean, very low. I mean, all of us, I think, were oh, David. With, you with, were with. Uh, especially with I mean, the bossy's injury. Now we didn't know. Right. We did not know at that time. Yeah. We did not know, but, but it's, it's not his injury. It wasn't looking good. But his injury. Did, yeah. Okay. That was a bad thing, but being down a, a goal. Well, on that combination a, made it feel like it was a right. shitty first half. Yeah. Now David was having a good time with his neighbors. They're probably all drinking and talking about we whatever. Were, yes. Exactly. Right. So he didn't give a shit, uh, <laughs> but I'm kidding. He gave a shit. His neighbors are like, why do you care? He's like, cause it's my team, man. Uh, but no, we went from a very low point. Yeah. All of a sudden, guys, within a couple minutes, we were we were high. And that stadium, you could tell from the broadcast, that stadium came back to life. After that first goal, it, it, it got there. At the second goal, it erupted. And um, guys, everybody knows what happened in the rest of the game. We won two to one. Let's talk about the fact, though, that games like this, are what great teams are made of when you're down a goal, when everybody's down on you, especially at home and you come back for mm-hmm. two goals in the second half, these are the type of teams that make playoff runs guys. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, you check know, the, and check, check the tapes. Sorry, Dave, but check the tapes. I think this is something that we've probably said, even in some of the losses, you know, <clears throat> in that kind of, I don't know, middle portion of the season where they were really kind of down, had that bad run of play ending with our, the game that we saw in person in, in Miami. Yep. But even, even, I think even in losses, but you know, obviously when you're talking about a comeback, win like we are today, um, th- this team has shown that it's not going to give up. It just yeah. doesn't. That's right. You, yeah. you typically see that hustle and performance. You don't see anybody with their, you know, heads hung low or their shoulders slouching. You, the, 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 the give up is not there. They're always trying. And I mean, I think it's, for days like this or for Saturday, I should yeah. say, but they, they yeah. just don't give up. We and, it, you know, Tony, to your point about good teams making playoff runs, doing this kind of thing. Think about the last game we saw 
in person in Miami. Yeah. Miami did to us what we did to Houston. Mm-hmm. And it, Miami is now above the playoff line. Mm-hmm. They, have, right. been they have been on a tear. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and, and so that's exactly it. You, if you want to make the playoffs, if you want to be a good team and, and make the playoffs and do those runs, you have to win games like this. You have to be able to go down, get deflated, be able to come back, not only to get that point, but to, to finish it off and get the three. And it, I mean, the, the run that we're on right now is, is incredible. Um, and that, it's, I mean, since, yeah, I mean, this since is Miami. reflective. Since Miami, I think that's yeah. that that was a demarcation point. And actually, when yeah. we played Miami, it's interesting, David, that you brought that up because I think at the time wasn't Miami like last or second to last or second no, to last? My, yeah. Miami. Oh, were they last? I think they're second time, to last. Yeah, at the time, I think they were. They, they were. were. So we kind of went into that game expecting that was the game where we're going to turn it around. Yeah, and it, it almost was. It almost was. They had the lead. Yeah. It didn't turn out that way. It's interesting then that you brought that up, David, just to see what Miami has done since that game. That might have been the game that started for them. And then obviously it wasn't that game for Minnesota, but, it, you know, it was the next. It was the game the next. After. Yeah. And yeah. They, since then, they've been like number number one or number two mm-hmm. in or top, let's say, just because I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they've been top three, four or five in wins, points, goals scored, you know, all those offensive categories since I, that point. I'm so. pretty sure we are number one in the league for points per game in that stretch. Yeah, we since are. The, yeah. Since yeah. after July only 29th. Lost one yeah. Since yeah. then. Yeah. I mean, you look at it, guys, and you, you think, are we are we peaking at the right time? I think that's, we are. I, I, I'm worried. Conversation. I'm worried it's early. Yeah, I well, it could be a little early. I, 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 I think the only Tony, it's a good question. I'm not concerned. I, I mean, I think I don't see there's I don't see any reason why they can't continue this form, maybe even get better with the new acquisitions. We, we, we saw Mentor Garcia, but we haven't. I mean, I, he's a confident player that could make an impact on this squad going forward. Mm-hmm. And as well as Jonathan Gonzalez in the midfield. So I think, I mean, there's, there's a chance that this team only gets better. That's kind of scary. That mm-hmm. might be the optimistic take, but there's a chance it gets better. I mean, I, obviously uh, I'm worried now a little bit, obviously with, with the loss of Debassi, but right. I right, Yeah. For me, I would like to see us maybe break just to get it, get our heads cleared mm-hmm. and continue because mm-hmm. You know, you you all good things come to an end. Let's have that good sure. thing come to an end early so we can start back up. Um, sure. I, I just worry that, you know, I, I just worry that we're a little early. There's so much so much of the season left. I mean, can you imagine mm-hmm. what we have? We have seven games left and we're already, um, what, 10 of 11 unbeaten? Yeah, yeah, and we're so. I mean, it's like, can you imagine trying to finish the season that way? I mean, that would be probably the greatest. Well, run that. Hey, well, well, and maybe, maybe this is the maybe this is the point in the season for that to come because I mean, if you look at the the next three four games, this is a tough stretch. You know, maybe we'll touch on that, but I mean, we'll talk about it. Yeah, maybe you can. I I kind of like that take. Maybe you can stumble now. Still have three four. Games well, by a break, yeah, and by let's be clear. When I say stumble, I mean like you, you a have game a hiccup or two, and right. then you go to, back. <laughs> and I like that yeah. to prove to prove that. Hey, let's say let's let's pick Wednesday at Salt Lake. Let's say they have a terrible game, lose by multiple games. You know, you mm-hmm. want to see resiliency 
that we, we've seen at a game level for sure. And we actually saw, you know, obviously then the stretch that we're talking, we started the season out pretty good, then had a terrible stretch and then they picked it up. So, yeah, and you know, it, you know and, and to your point, Dave, with Wednesday, if we would lose to RSL, we don't lose anything in the standings. We there's there's no there's no significant punishment for yeah. for losing yeah. to RSL. Well, on the RSL Wednesday. gets three points. So we'll, we'll talk about the table, I guess. We will. And, and yeah. guys, uh, we're getting close to our record for points in the season, uh, which would break the 2019 team. Was that 52 which, or 53? Or it was 52, I believe. Was it 52? Okay. So we're there. But there's a lot of things we can talk about. Uh, before we get out of here, those uh, Connor, uh, these two guys kind of gave, gave us their thoughts about peaking too early. Peaking, uh, are we too early? Do you think we're peaking too early or not? Uh, I that's a tough question. I think that based on how many games we have done so well for, mm-hmm. I am worried that we have peaked too early. Okay. Um, and you know, it's it's been a hell of a run. I still think we're we have a pretty good shot for a home playoff game. Um, but uh, I, 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 God forbid it happens, but I do worry that maybe we'll lose the last couple games of the season and then we maybe lose in the first round of the playoffs. So wow. that's, that's my, that's my All big right. fear. I, I, right. Of course, I, I hope it doesn't happen. That, that, that's not my official prediction, but uh, it's, well, I hope, uh, I hope not Connor. Yeah, it's not, it's, I mean, uh, but uh don't I am be, worried about it. Yeah. Don't be a Dave Downer right I, now. I, I still, yeah, I, I don't want to be a Dave Downer, but I still feel like, I mean, if you go back to Miami, I mean, uh, the, the bottom line was the, the team needed this kind of run to get into a home. Pl- to, to, so the mm-hmm. fact that we're talking about a home playoff game, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that was crazy. In fact, you know, we were yeah. talking about how bad Miami was in the standings, but at that point on July 29th in Miami, Minnesota was what, 10th? in the West or something. I mean, that uh, sounds about right. Yeah. So yeah. To get even back in the conversation, Minnesota needed to do what they did and they did it. Well, and so even, even if they lose a couple games, you know, a few games going down the stretch, they still might have, because of what they did now, even if they lose a couple, two, three games here out of the next six or seven, they still might have enough to finish inside that home playoff game window yeah. fourth. Or better. So we'll talk about that. Um, let's go to break guys. Let's let Dave hold himself off, getting too excited about uh, where the loons are going to be. Uh, you know, Dave gets excited about this shit. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. He gets very excited, and he's excitable right now. And we'll talk uh, more about that. Like, we'll, 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 we'll get started. You know, I, I think I've got a pretty. Uh, you, yeah. you, we joke about Dave. You know, down our Dave, but I mean, yeah, I, 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 somehow, I, I think I've I've performed I it. In, it it's it's right. like a, it's a fine line of okay. I don't. I try not to get too low when they get okay. too. When they get bad, but I do yeah. get excited when they are playing well, like they are now. So yeah, we're gonna take a little break. Dave's gonna take a cold shower to calm yeah, himself yeah. down. Yeah. Uh, but we'll come back, guys. Uh, we'll we'll talk about we'll make predictions for the RSL game coming up on Wednesday night, uh, which is in Real Salt, which is in Salt Lake, mm-hmm. and it's an eight thirty game, which means Tony probably will not make it through the whole game. And it's not even on. Uh, it's not even on the CW. It's on Bally Sports, which is another you know fucked up. You know, watch it on your ESPN Plus and do all your shit. And uh, and then of course, guys, we have the game coming up against Dallas next uh, Saturday. It's coming up Saturday. That's at home. So uh, we have two games to predict. Uh, 
yeah, then we'll do some mobile history and then uh, one story about a boat. Boat story. Just for uh, David. Well, I love boat stories. Just for David. So we're back I in uh, I don't know. We're back in just a minute, guys. And we're back. Uh, our state fair is the best state fair. That's my song. Uh, that's a song that uh, Tom used to sing before we went to the state fair every year. And uh, he just keep repeating our state fair is the best state fair. Uh, for me, I, I have never yeah, been to it. Well, I've been to the Vermont state fair, but other than that, I haven't been to any other state fairs. That's got to be one of the... Is- Vermont's got to be one of the shittiest state fairs it, ever. It it probably is. Okay, is it, it just is. like farmers? Yeah, basically, it's a yeah. county but fair. They're selling a bunch of colonial stuff. Up there. Yeah, it's a county fair that they call a state fair, basically. But they sell a bunch of cheese. From everything I heard, I mean, and obviously we're biased living in Minnesota, but from everything I've heard, that Minnesota state fair must be in the top what five of state oh, it's got to be number one. Yeah, Jeez. it's it's um top for average attendance, right? Yes, and then second for total attendance. Yes, and so, the, only, the only reason it's second for total attendance, David, is why? Because Texas is a month long. Exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So there you go. If ours was a month long, we'd have the top attendance. I swear to God, we would. Right. So we have the best day fair in the freaking country. I, there's no doubt about it. No argument here. That's what I'm saying. I knew. No, it was, absolutely uh, no argument. Yeah. That's why I fucking go every fucking year. Best day fair. If I was in Iowa, I wouldn't go like every year. Like we said earlier, it just keeps getting better with all these new craft beers you can right. get there. That's right. That's right. I feel like I feel like Iowa has a really good fair, don't they? I, I think, think you're like right. Number two. I think you're right. I, I, I was do. number two for uh, I for uh, I think experience, I think. Yeah. Okay. The uh the girls all went there before COVID. Uh I think it was but I think it was this, this was no, this was last year. It was last year, 20, 2021. They went down there to meet up with uh, Kayla. Is that Des Moines area? Or uh, it is is Des Moines, right outside Des Moines. Yeah, they have a huge area for it too. Their their area is bigger than our area, but they don't use it as much as we do. Like ours, we use ours. Like everything is in there, right? Des Moines or the Iowa State Fair, they've got a huge area, but there's a lot of area to like just kind of hang out, and there's nothing there, and you know a lot of grassy areas and whatever. So it's different. But I digress. We should get back to soccer. Guys, let's look quickly at the Western Conference standings right now. Because, well. That's yeah, some movement happened. Well, moving out. Yeah. LAFC, of course, is still at the top. Uh, Austin is sitting at number two, although Austin did beat LAFC this last weekend. So they gained some points on LAFC. Uh, we are sitting comfortably. Well, not comfortably. <laughs> I'm comfortably. <laughs> we are, but we are sitting in third. Close. I mean, it's we, we almost comfortably. Yeah. We are 40, sitting in third. And, third place. You know, no. third place with you know two games you know, on hand. Yeah, yeah. you know, to everybody Dallas, in yeah. the top three has two yeah. games in hand to Dallas, which is unusual yeah. at this part yeah. of the season. But I get maybe not because of the way they restructured mm-hmm. the schedule. Most teams have fewer mm-hmm. midweek games, but apparently Dallas might have played a couple more of those. But yeah, two games in hand. So yeah, the one point lead looks a little better when you know you have yeah. two games. So you got Dallas in fourth. You got Nashville in fifth with 39 points. RSL in sixth place with also 39 points. Uh, LA, uh, the Galaxy with 37 points, seventh place. 
Yep. You got Portland sitting right behind there in eighth place with 36. Yeah. Then you got Vancouver, Seattle, Colorado, you all shop with the bit. You can I mean, go all the way Casey, down basically to. Yep. Well, the, I would. The way the schedule or the way the scores, the score lines sh- shook out, I mean, you can go all the way down to the 11th and say all these yeah. teams have a chance to make the playoffs. And well, no, Houston still kind of, has a chance, I would say. Technically, I think. You know, I think there's a problem with doing that, Dave, and that's the fact that L.A. Galaxy has two or, yeah, two Mm. games in hand on everybody below them. I see that. I see that. So, I mean, I I get what you're saying because technically Colorado probably does have a shot at at 11th, Mm. but the fact that Galaxy has those two games, it's pretty tough. Let me ask you this. Like, I mean, anything's possible, like I just said. I mean, yeah. no team has been eliminated from the playoffs in the Western Conference. Only LAFC have, have guaranteed themselves of a playoff spot at this point. Is there is there a point total uh, you'd be comfortable with? Because I'm still nervous sitting at 44 points. Yeah. Personally. I, I mean, I know realistically, like, if you went on to, like, um, any you know, kind of gambling websites and looked at the odds of making the playoffs. I'm sure it'd be very, very favorable for Minnesota, but right. I still, I don't know if there's a point total I'd be comfortable. At. I guess you know what I, I mean? think 45, might, 40 to six. It might be there. 50. Like if I'm Austin, I I'm think comfortable it's 50. right now. I, I'm I would feel comfortable with 50, mm-hmm. okay. especially with the way that the the conference is shaping up. There are so many teams right. up here who are capable of 50 points. I just like yeah, yeah so. I mean, what? So, okay, I, I just brought that up because I'm still a little bit nervous, considering that the eighth place Portland is, you know, you know, eight points behind Minnesota at this point. So there, there, there is room there. Yes, a game in hand for Minnesota. But I guess what we really should be talking about is, you know, over the last couple of games, Minnesota has really put them in themselves in a position to have a home playoff game, and that's what this team should be thinking. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's well, the home and- playoff game. And because own playoff game, uh, I'll be there. Dave will be there. Connor will be there. Hell yeah. Sterling. You better not, fly up. Not there. Playoff game? No. no. If if we'd have a conference final, yes. Oh, okay. So if conference final. I would do. I would so they're saying that right now. Okay. If we have a conference final <clears throat> in he, here. I'll, I'll make that You're happen. coming in. Okay, there you go. All right. I mean, awesome. I might have a lot of people pissed at me. But I'll make it happen. Probably. Yeah. Your your wife is number one. We pissed that shit. But yeah. yeah. So I mean, b- bottom line is, I mean, Minnesota's sure put themselves in a pretty good spot over the last well, month and then I, you know, basically a month. Um, but this week is gonna have a lot to say about that. Um, let's, oh yeah, let's, for sure. Let's not talk about I mean, guys, we know where the loons are at. Let's talk just briefly, guys, about the lower part of the, the standings here. I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. You got Portland in eighth place, Vancouver in ninth, Seattle in tenth, yeah. Colorado eleventh, and SKC in twelfth. These are yeah. teams, guys, that we're used to seeing. Well, circle, circle in those standings. Well, circle Seattle because Seattle, yeah. remember, has never not made the playoffs. That's right. I, yeah. I, I'm, exactly. I was on record in this podcast. I don't know if it was this year or last year, but just praising, praising Seattle mm-hmm. and how they, somehow they had managed to make the playoffs for, I, again, I, 10 plus years. Every single year, make the playoffs. That, that still could they, happen this year, but I mean, the, the odds are against them. It could. But I, right, if you look at where they're sitting right now, though, they're four points behind seventh place 
LA Galaxy with mm-hmm. a, with LA Galaxy having a game in hand. Mm-hmm. So I, they're I, going to need to make a huge effort to be able yeah. to get them back. I, I don't back think Seattle mathematically can get in. Honestly, I mean, I know that they well, can don't say mathematically, mathematically. but no, <laughs> I mean, I get they can, but it's basically impossible because. At 1.22 points per game, you are never going to make the playoffs. They oh. would literally have to win out to make yeah. the playoffs. And what? Yeah, because well, the sad it's thing was, it's not. Yeah, the sad thing for, uh, for Seattle, not for Minnesota, but the sad thing for Seattle is, it's not necessarily okay. Fine, you look at the standings. Oh, you're four points back. That's all fine and good. They can make up four points. Whoa, not so simple. It's the the problem is there's too many teams above. Them. Yeah, I, I mean, and, I think well, like it's it, it's not just one team you're making ground on; it's several teams you need to right. be better than. That's and and that's why I, I don't like using the the term mathematically. Like mathematically means there's a chance. I think mathematically, you still have using that word. You still have to argue the fact that you're talking like a snowball's chance in hell can't be considered mathematical. I mean, well, I, I just don't see how any team. Can right. make the playoffs the, below one point four points a game. The only, yeah, the and the only, I, I, David, I agree with you. Like I really do, but and that's why I, that's why I wanted to circle Seattle and say, holy cow, there's a really good chance that they will not make the playoffs for the first time in their yeah. history. That's significant. But the only pushback I'd give is, you know, if you ask me after we had just lost to Miami just basically a month ago, how do we, you know, Minnesota made the run from. <clears throat> 10th or 11th wherever they were all the way now to three as we speak so so then i would counter that argument and say but that was a month ago that was over a month ago. true now so if we were talking about seattle in the same place over a month ago then i would say well yeah there's a chance but well guys seven games left i don't know guys look at seattle's schedule though and uh it looks like it looks pretty favorable for seattle yeah but it's the mls you never it's seattle, it the mls yeah. You've got. I mean, we uh, almost lost Orlando. to Houston. We almost mm-hmm. lost to Houston. Seattle's home to Houston. Their real only only real challenge is going to be home to Austin. Then mm. you go to Vancouver. You're home against Cincinnati. Mm. You're at Sporting Kansas City, and then you're home at San Jose. Home against San Jose. Yeah. Pretty much all bad teams except I... for Austin, of course. <clears throat> well, wait, wait, did you say there was Orlando in there? Orlando is well. Oh, so yeah, is that Orlando's away or home? Uh, it's away. Mm. So that that's going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's true. Orlando's uh, doing all right this year, and and you're going to have you're going to have the heat. Good. That's right. The heat kills me. Yeah. Um, can I say one thing, guys, before we get out of the standings thing and talk about our predictions? Is that there's potential here for the northwest portion of MLS, Portland, Vancouver, Seattle to be locked out of the playoffs this year. That'd be when fantastic. Is, when is that never happened? When has that happened? Never. It's never happened I mean, before. Never happened before. I mean, it, it would we be know fantastic. Seattle has been. But that, we, that whole Pac West needs to be just shut up and go away from that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know we don't like those guys in the Pac West, let me tell you. Just like what yeah. happened to California last year with the LA Galaxy, San Jose, yeah. and LAFC that's, all missing that's the playoffs. True. That was delicious. That's true. It's, it's a great year. Yeah. Going into the year, I mean, I look at the stands. I, I think I was on record for saying I thought both LAFC team, LA teams, LA area teams would be in the playoffs. But I mean, I th- probably also would have predicted that Portland, Seattle would be there. I mean, I think the, the big one is Austin. I never saw that coming. Oh. Austin being there. Dallas. I didn't think I'd see Dallas above the playoff line this year. 
Nashville was kind of a wild card. We knew they were going to be pretty good. And then I think okay, Real so, Salt Lake. So there's a, there's Nashville, a few teams there that are kind of throwing every, a wrench in things. Yeah. Nashville's scaring me right now because they've been on a tear lately. And they're, they're getting hot right now. So they scare me. If we meet them in the playoffs, we'll have to really be on our game because they've been hot over the past couple of games. Yeah, I don't – I mean, yeah. unless you have – unless you're – let's assume – well, I guess at this point you can't assume, but let's just say it's LAFC. That's the only team I'd feel comfortable with in week one of the playoffs because they would have the only buy because you know it'd be great to host a game, but you know no matter what, you're going to be playing a good team whether you're hosting or not. So You know, I feel like this is kind of playing out like 2019. Uh, you know, we – control their own destiny and then rsl snuck up and stole third place from us like i feel like this is kind of playing that same way because rsl's hanging around yeah and you know they've obviously got the same two games on dallas yeah and they have the same game on nashville as we do yep which which really you know those games in hand uh really play out in in our favor but yeah. they play out in RSL's favor too. The you know the nice thing for us right now is that we have the first tiebreaker against mm-hmm. RSL pretty handily for now in place for right now. now. Yeah. Um, so it's like I but uh, if there's a team if there's a team I'm worried about down the stretch it's RSL because yeah. I've then, seen that, it play out four years. Well, years that ago. is that is a good point. This I'm glad you brought that tiebreak because we know the first tiebreaker in MLS is is wins, right? Not points mm-hmm. uh, per game per game or anything like that. It's wins. That's right. It's not goal differential. Yeah. And yeah, goal differential. It's wins in Minnesota. Yeah, it's sitting at 13 wins, which is third by two games. So that is well, we that's can, nice. We can play this game every week on this podcast, guys. And maybe we will. Yeah, we probably yeah, will. We probably we might will. as well. But speaking of RSL, guys, let's talk about predictions for uh, Wednesday's game. And uh, oh, because yeah. David talked about RSL, David's going to go first. David. 2-2 two, two draw. 2-2 two, two, two draw. draw. I, I think this is this is where – I that? and I mean, this is why I was foreshadowing earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to hiccup. In, in And that's not even really a hiccup because we're, we're still staying unbeaten. But – yeah, I, I think we we draw we draw points. All right, Connor, what about you? Uh, I'm also going to predict a draw, but it's a one-one draw. Ooh. Um, yeah. Minnesota has had surprisingly good luck for the most part in RSL. Mm-hmm. They've they've ne- they've never really won there, I don't think, but they've always come out they've they've come out with a draw most times. I could be wrong about that, but the last few times I've seen them play at. Uh, I believe you're right. Yeah. They've uh, they've been pretty good. Yeah, so I think I, you're right. I think they've come out pretty lucky, and I think that luck is gonna be on our side. We're not gonna get the win, but uh, we get the draw. All right. I'll go next. I'm predicting a one-nil win by the Loons, and uh, my prediction also is I will not see that goal by the Loons because I'll be sleeping, and it'll <laughs> um, be scored by Brent Kelton. Right. <clears throat> So uh, I, I think we'll go into the, the break uh, as, as zero zero, and I think they score the winning goal in the 80th minute. I'll be fast asleep by then. I uh, will wake up to oh. 70, 75 texts from you guys saying, bah, 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 you know, all that shit, and I will feel bad about it. <laughs> that's, that's what will happen. Next time uh, we have the podcast, then I'm going to ask you where your all-seeing eye is. 
Yeah, I, yeah. yeah that's, that's uh, the way yeah, that's, it works. It's scarily specific. It's where it's gonna work, guys. It's where it works. Dave, how about you? All right. Yeah, I, I honestly listening to your uh, your guys' predictions, I think the way you backed them up were all great. I won't spend too much time. I I, I almost could have picked any one of your score lines. Um and then, and you know, be pretty confident in that prediction, but I'm never confident in my predictions because I never predict them accurately. I'm yeah. gonna go 2-0 win on the oh, road. Shit. That oh, I'm, wow. so I'm not down or Dave tonight. I'm I'm mm. positive. I mean, I, there's so many reasons you could predict a draw. I mean, a draw makes a lot of sense, even a loss, maybe you know, midweek game on the road, RSL. But uh, you know what? The fact is, hey. They're hot. When you're hot, you're hot. And Minnesota is certainly that. And they, they've found a way to win games, whether they're coming from behind or scoring four, three or four goals a game. Fair. I just so, think fair. I'm so just going to ride that wave. Yeah. So question for you guys then um, with RSL being the road game on Wednesday and of course, FC Dallas coming up on at home on Saturday, do we rest players on Wednesday with there being little to that no is possible. risk? That's very that possible. possible. And that's I, actually, yeah. That is actually why I, as I was listening to your guys' predictions and explanations, that was actually why I was kind of, I, when I first heard it, that I was kind of leaning the same way. I just wanted to have a little different take. Yeah, I, I think that that's exactly what you do because you want to come out strong at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've got a good, we've got good depth on the bench right now, um, especially in the attack, I should say. Um, so I, I think you you rest your players where you can, you make early subs to, to get your, you know, guys that you're just not going to rest like Ray. Yeah. True. You, True. And I, that. And I, I don't, yeah. And David, I don't disagree with that take at all. I think that's a really good take, honestly, because like you said earlier, I mean, you don't want to lose. You never do. Nobody does. But I mean, if they did, they lose to an RSL team, they wouldn't be giving up, position in the standings like i think you were referencing to yep. and it would be one of those games in hand for rsl still leaving minnesota with one right or yep yep it'd be you you mean for dallas right oh dallas right yep. right right yep. but the but yes, yeah, bottom line you, is you're, right. you're still you're still got a game in hand above dallas and then yes you lost rsl if that happened but you're still ahead of them in the standings yep and then and you, you and you maintain the game in hand against nashville too so yeah so I, I don't want to predict that, and I didn't, obviously, but uh, I, I, it's a good take. It is. All right. Well, Dave, we're going to turn right around, do a little uh, little uh, snake draft action. Uh, speaking of drafts, Dave and I have a face, fantasy football draft Wednesday night. Nice. Um, so, and it's uh, fantasy no. egg ball. No, fantasy, well, no it's hand, not, not hand Wednesday. egg ball? Or no, what? no, no. I have a draft Wednesday. I have a draft Wednesday night. Do you really? Oh, I, I do. Yeah, that's, that's right. Fantasy Sorry. egg hand. My bad. That's what oh, so that's why you're not going to make the game because or watch the game is because you're doing fantasy football draft. I'll be watching the game, but I might fall asleep and auto draft. It's an uh, auction. Oh, it's, 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 it's an auction draft. So whatever. That oh, could take, boy. That could I take two hours drafts. or it could take five hours. Usually takes about, it takes about three. But we have a we have our draft next Monday night, which where we yes. talked about what we're doing with the podcast. So, yeah, so we should should be able to make the standard time drafting going on. Uh, we'll turn around though, snake draft type of thing. Dave, your prediction for the Dallas game? Yeah, oh, um, yeah, this is this is interesting because like if I'm predicting a two 0 win, that might suggest that I'm not leaning towards rotation on Wednesday. But 
That being said, I'm going to play it safe and go with two nil win at home oh, on Saturday. Geez, <laughs> safe. My God, I don't know if that's boring. That's that, what that's, you call playing it safe, huh? Wow, that's like hedging that. my bet in hopes that maybe I'll get one of these next two right. And sorry to be so boring, but I'm sticking with that. Jeez. Only because I don't, I don't have honestly, I don't, I haven't watched a lot of Dallas games this year. I really haven't, so I, I don't have a I finger on Dallas. Um, I don't personally. even know. I don't know how to follow that. I mean, that's two yeah. wins in a row with two. Uh, it's I guess way too optimistic. I know, but I mean, I'm, Dave, I'm just hoping. To, I'm just hoping to get one of the next two correct. That's yeah, I mean, it. Dave, like lottery players, play the I'm same numbers darts. all the time. Yeah, I mean, you just keep playing the two nil. Maybe we'll get that at some point. You know, yep. maybe. You know. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, I think this against Dallas. Uh, Dallas is a tough team, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they're there. Uh, I think this is actually a two to two draw against Dallas okay. at home. Okay. And this is oh, where he's being the downer. Come on, man. Not being downer. I think well, this he is... did predict a win against RSL. So no, I did there. not. Well, I did pick. Didn't... Yeah, I did. I did. That's, That's right. True, but I, this is where I'm predicting the kind of the, the everybody gets down in this team. Everybody thinks, oh, shit, we suck again. Blah, blah. You know, this is where it all happens. So. 2-2 draw for me. Connor, what do you think? Uh, I'm picking a 3-1 win Ooh. for Minnesota. I think yeah. Minnesota has FC Dallas's number at home. And uh, Dallas, I don't think Dallas is as good a team as everybody says they are. So mm-hmm. I think uh, yeah. that they've, and their last two games have been a 4-0 defeat at, uh, at Nashville and mm-hmm. then a 1-1 draw uh, at home against Rail Salt Lake. So mm-hmm. I, th- I think when Dallas goes on the road to Minnesota, they lose. Yeah. Yeah. Get in. David. Uh, so I think uh, piggybacking off Connor there, um, Dallas has been pretty good on the road, um, but when they play decent teams, they're not. Mm. As Connor said, they lost four zero at Nashville. They give up three goals um, at LAFC. They gave up two goals at Austin. They gave up two goals at Houston. Um, so they're, they're good at giving up multi-goals um, on the road. I think it's 3-1. I'm going with yep. Connor's scoreline as well. There we go. Good deal. Nice. Predictions for the next two games, guys. Uh, Connor, you got some history for us? I got a little history, sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I have the wrong spreadsheet up right now. Let me open oh, it up. Sure. I got my log of all of our breweries, which, by the way, we're up to 125 now. Jesus. Nice. Ridiculous. Uh, and that includes, by the way, um, Brew Hub that David had on the podcast Sweet. tonight. Uh, okay, you know, so. Uh, yep. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say uh, on that subject. Uh, uh where we get our stickers from now, I can't even think whether it's called. Um, they are now doing posters. Oh, and I thought oh. it would be kind of cool to do a poster that has all of the breweries. Ooh, that'd be, oh, that'd be cool. Or like the end of the season thing or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's just a thought. Go, Connor. All right. So uh, today is August 29th, 2022. So we're going to go back, uh, back a week to the 22nd. And let's see what we got here. Uh, You know what? We're going to go with a United win at Tampa Bay Rowdies in 2015. Three to one. Nice. Have you been back to a Rowdies game since that that championship game, David? 
You know, I'm getting dragged to Disney too often. I haven't had an opportunity to go. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for you. So uh, next season, I, I will be making sure I do that. All right. Well, um, oh, and I will say I clearly have not updated this calendar because I only have kicks stats from from here on. So I better update this calendar. Uh, but we're going to move forward to August 25th, 1976. The kicks won the conference championship match against the San Jose earthquakes. Very nice. One. Very nice. Earthquakes. Advance, advance to the 1976 soccer bowl. Yes. The soccer bowl. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. That's their inaugural season. They go to the soccer bowl. Very nice. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Okay, so it was yesterday. I unfortunately have no stats for today, but uh, it was yesterday that unfortunately in 1976, the Kicks lost the Soccer Bowl 3 0 oh. against, uh, against the Toronto, Toronto Metro's Croatia. Oh, correct. Oh, I think we had that one on. We had that one on. We looked that up, I think. It yeah. was actually weird. I think it was like owned by a Croatian yeah. uh, company or, or a team mm-hmm. or something. Mm hmm. Or like a, or or I think it was a a, a group in Toronto, mm-hmm. wasn't it? it? Yeah, was it was a group. Yeah, Croatian, Croatian group. community yeah. or something. Like yeah, but yeah. So that's what I've got for history today, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool, Sean. All right, funny stories, guys. Well, not funny stories. I have one funny story and one just story. Uh, we'll start with a story because David sent it to us on text uh, a couple weeks ago. I want to talk about it? It's this. Uh, it's this boat. That is, uh, it's it's a sailboat uh, that they just came up with, guys. Uh, they invented a sailboat. Wow. I don't know how. I mean, not like sailboat technology has not been around for how many years. But this one is a uh, transatlantic ship capable of carrying up to 7,000 vehicles as a sailboat and reducing emissions by 90%. It's powered directly by wind. Uh, the problem is the consortium that makes it is out of, I think it's Sweden, yep. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only downside, of course, guys, of using wind power is that it will take about twice as long to cross the Atlantic. No yeah. kidding. No shit. <laughs> That's why they invented the weird. diesel engine. I know. You know, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, you know, it's, wait, it's not wait a funny. I mean, it's not funny because I, I get why they, you know, we should all be concerned about climate change. Yeah, of course. But, yeah. but it's just, it's like, it was such a big deal. They're like, oh, we invented this new ship that, yeah. a cargo ship that can run oh. on green energy. And it's like, no, I'm pretty no. sure that's like 5,000 yeah. years old. Yeah, the problem, the, and there's the, a reason why we stopped using it. Yeah, yes. the problem yeah. the problem is, yeah, it's 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 tackling problems small to big. And I mean, yes, there needs to in order to fight climate change, you need you know new inventions and and hopefully things that we haven't even thought about or seen mm-hmm. that we need technology to solve the climate crisis. But a sailboat right. is. Yeah, is not uh, going to be the answer. No, you know, and I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big tall ship guy. Like I love mm-hmm. that yeah. time of sail, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's a nifty idea. But it is. There is a reason why we switched to coal 
and uh, coal engines in the 19th century mm-hmm. because we figured out that they could push the boat faster than 10 knots across the open Atlantic. Or even nuclear power. Right. Right. Oh, I'm right. big on that too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, but, I mean uh, you get your subs, you know, your submarines are running on nuclear power. Most right. of the submarines. And, and most, most advanced military ships are now on nuclear. My question guys is they can carry 7,000 vehicles across the Atlantic. Are these vehicles, uh, E vehicles or are they, are they gas powered vehicles? Because really, uh, if you're carrying gas, that if you're carrying gas-powered vehicles across on the boats, well, I think it should be a uh, it should be a rule that they can only carry electric vehicles. Right, right, right. I, I hope so. Well, wait a minute. Now, the other thing what about if your the, headline, Tony, is I'm confused about is a 90 percent reduction in emissions. What's that? I'm surprised it's not 100 percent. No, because they have, must have a, a they motor have in engines to take them in and out of ports. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying is if you're not carrying e-, e-, e vehicles, electronic vehicles, then what's the fucking point? If you're carrying oh, seven thousand gas-powered vehicles, then there's really no reason to do this shit. Well, the thing yeah. is, if you're if you carry the non-e vehicles, then if the sails somehow get destroyed in the storm, you can take yeah. all those engines, build one giant engine, and That's then true. just. Use that to yeah. sail and, across the ocean. Yeah. And I did see the picture of this. I think when uh, David texted, I yes. saw the picture of and now it looks like it looks nothing like, you know, it looks very cool. Ship. It looks pretty. It does look impressive. very cool. I don't know yeah. if that was the actual ship or yeah. what, or the actual well, design. Yeah, yeah, it is. Right, well, I think yeah, I, I'm it assuming that's, that's what it's. Yeah. Yeah. It's the does the. the what it's supposed to look like, right? It hasn't actually right. been invented yet, yeah. right? Yeah, my, they, my, they plan on building it next, or 2024. Yeah. Yeah. My my thing is with this, like, uh, obviously, like, wind wind energy on land is a thing. It's absolutely right. a thing, and it, it will help climate change. You can't, mm-hmm. I mean, that's for sure, but I don't think it's the answer. I, re, I personally do not mm-hmm. think it's the answer. So I think going, building a ship, you know, literally a sailboat. Like, I, I don't think that's the, uh, I think it's more of a headline than, you know, an innovation. I, I, I mean, innovation. I, I, I told Sarah when I was texting, texting you guys that I was hoping that once they finally christen it mm-hmm. and they, they set sail that that captain, his name better damn well be Morgan. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, right. I told you if they can't get Ab- get, get uh, Captain Morgan, they should get his cousin Admiral Nelson. Right. Yeah. Admiral yeah. Nelson. Yeah. You wanna, uh, yeah. But- I thought it was funny that you mentioned that because I was literally telling Sarah that as you were te- <laughs> as I texted that. I mean, it's uh, that would I mean, make headlines again after Captain yeah. Morgan. Yeah. Captain Morgan, Admiral Nelson just brings their. Uh, Brings their idiotic idiotic cousin on Ron Diaz. Uh, Ron, Ron, Ron Diaz, come on. <laughs> Ron Diaz is the party director on that floor. But, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but let me tell you, I mean, the biggest problem with this guys is is not wind powered and whatever. It's pirates. The pirates. Right. I mean, you're gonna have pirates when you've got a ship moving that slowly. Slow, slow. Well, slow now ship. wait a minute though. I I mean, but wouldn't you you? We're talking about twice as fast as like 20 miles an hour or 20 knots, I should say. Like, sure. couldn't you? I mean, pilots are an issue or pirates are an issue regardless of it's yeah. wind powered or not. I mean, think? well, I'm just saying, not in the Atlantic. Vessel. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, maybe in the Indian Ocean they are. Yeah. Well, or if you're going off the coast of Somalia or something like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, I mean, 
we're back. It's so funny. We're back to where it all started. You know, we're talking right. about wind power here. <coughs> when we had wind power hundreds, you know, 200 years ago, now we're back to wind that's, powered again. I, yeah. That's, I mean, that's I'm my, waiting. That's my problem. It's not, yeah, I'm deep, waiting it's not for an someone, innovation. Yeah. I'm waiting for someone to say, well, you know, a great idea for, for killing climate change is, you know, horsepower. Like we should, yeah. we should use horse. I'm waiting for someone to say that. I'm waiting for, you're waiting what for somebody to say, I came with a new car but that's powered that's by a, horses. That's right. exactly what it yeah. is, yeah. though. <laughs> that, you're right, Dave. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just went mm-hmm. back in time 200 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's right. not innovative. It's not innovative. Solar panels instead. No, well, you could do that. Yeah, see, solar, that would be something. Solar power. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm waiting for, waiting for uh, the, uh, the, the, the washing machine companies to come out and say, hey, look, you have to spend energy on this washing machine. It's called hand crank. You put your shit through one by one and you hang. And also you have to use your dryer. It's called, you put these lines up in the back of your house and you air dry your shit. Right. That's new technology right there, right? Is that not right. new technology? It's crazy. Yeah. Right? And then you have the feature on your washer that uh, you get the washboard feature. Yeah, the wash. That's what I'm talking about. The, the washboard yeah. feature. Yeah. Connor. Yeah. Yeah. New that's technology. Yeah. That's the problem with all of that that you just brought up. I mean, like time is money, like, and that is not saving time, and that is no, it's not. The you won't. It's just not. It's not the answer. But though, though I have, I have ordered things from from China that have shipped by boat. All right. And I mean, honestly, an extra month, considering how long it took. That I mean, I've had it literally take three, four weeks. So. Oh, Adding yeah, three, four 100%. weeks to that, I guess, isn't that big of a deal. <laughs> oh, I have, I have a story for you guys. So do you guys remember when, uh, I think it was last year, we got our Ted Lasso, um, mm-hmm. our Ted Lasso loot crates. Yeah, yeah. So at the All-Star game, uh, I met up with my buddy Tim um, on, on the way to the game. And he said that uh, back, back then he got the Ted Lasso crate and he uh just he it just eight, eight weeks went by and it didn't come so mm-hmm. the, the luke cray sent him a message to say hey it's on the way it's uh it just you know it's gonna take a little bit longer uh the week before the all-star game it finally came for him are you shitting me Jeez, <laughs> that's insane he got the jersey what? and everything <laughs> what we had ours for like a year connor yeah i know like a year i know My it was God. so funny he's just like he's he's Jesus. like oh i finally got the luke cray just like it's Really? They wow. actually cared to send you that shit? Like, wow. okay. Oh, that's, wow. That's bad. God. Yeah. Uh, guys, one funny story before we get out of here uh, that I found today. And this is, uh, this is in Thailand. So, you know, it's going to be funny. Uh, Thai Zoo holds an escape drill with an employee in an ostrich costume. Uh, so they had an escape drill of animals escaping. Uh, so they put an employee in an ostrich costume to uh, kind of show what it'd be like if an ostrich escaped. Um, so they showed a zookeeper, a zoo employee in an ostrich costume. It was fleeing from keepers, uh, dressed up, being chased to the facility in, Afri- in Africa zone. Uh, that's what they call the zone, I guess, in Thailand. By zookeepers after simulating an escape. Uh, video shows employees and onlookers laughing as the man mimics the movements of a flightless bird while evading zookeepers bearing nets. 
<laughs> the, the post of the drill is designed to build readiness, enabling real situation management and to prepare measurements for when animals escape. <laughs> okay, first of all, ostriches <laughs> run at like 40 miles. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, hey, who's going to go in the ostrich costume today and right. try to be a zookeeper? <laughs> <laughs> Should put them on like a moped or something to make it more realistic. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, this is what they do for escaped animals in Thailand. I mean, come on. (laughs) This is just. You'd be better up like doing Mm. like a giant wind up toy to go across and and simulate that speed. I mean, think about the conversation beforehand. Okay. Who wants to go in the ostrich costume today? You know, hey, Tim, you want to do it? Bob, you you up for it? Yeah, there you go. Just got to run, run away. Yeah, does that really prepare anyone? I mean, no. Wait, wait, how no. do they, how do they prepare for a no. a, a tiger escape? Mm. I, mean, yeah. no. I mean, are they just literally having someone dress up in a tiger costume and ignoring the fact that the tiger will eat anyone that tries to well, catch it? But it's not. I mean, yes, and but the fact is, animals don't run like humans. We all know this. Right. We all know what's like. You know, it's. It's an ostrich. This the guy is you can't mimic an ostrich. You know, you know what the fuck the thing's gonna do. Yeah. I mean I can just imagine a man running through the zoo. Like ostriches run where they're no. oh, it's basically only their feet moving. Everything about else about them is like completely still. Yeah. And you can just imagine a man doing that. Just it's... yeah, yeah. But before oh, we go, man. I mean, seriously, guys, this is yeah. uh, what the fuck. Before we get out of here, guys, I don't want to mention. People dress up in costumes. Uh, the Minnesota State Fair, as we mentioned before in this podcast, where it's listening still, uh, they've had a lot of lot of uh, people doing stupid things at the State Fair. Uh, a guy dressed up as a chicken on the first day of the State Fair and held up a, a sign saying "Walls is a chicken" for not uh, for not uh, debating uh, Dr. I Jensen. Saw, I think I saw article about that yeah and he got kicked yeah. out he got kicked out of the state fair not because of the costume because he was holding up a sign sign yeah you can't do that you can't, yeah, you can't, a, have, you can't, signs. can't have signs yeah. so um what he did when he got kicked out though was he went next to the fair and was dancing around with the sign in his hand you know just dancing doing his little jig was he still in the chicken costume he, he was yeah okay. he was yeah uh so yeah it's uh you know my feeling is it's the Minnesota State Fair. Let the guy in chicken costume run around as much as he wants to. You know, somebody is going to kick him in the nuts at some point. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, you know, I I agree. Let people be stupid because yeah. eventually somebody's going to make them regret being stupid. Yeah. Somebody how many c- beers he had? Well, it's re- I think I saw like just a random thing on this. I. I, on Twitter, I think I saw somebody like a, I can't. I, w- I saw somebody wearing like a banana costume on a plane. Somebody yeah. posted, yeah, oh, 5 I saw that. Yeah. Five a.m. Yeah. going from like Denver to St. Louis or something like that yeah. at five a.m. Some guy's sitting in the airplane wearing a banana costume. Yeah, like what? Well, that's allowed. If Apparently, you... yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think it was a banana costume. I could be wrong, but it was some kind of weird costume. Like it was just like what? And it's five in the morning. Just like kind of random. It was the picture was taken from behind, but yeah, yeah. you clearly see the banana on the top. Is like, what is going on? I'd, I'd be losing my mind. Like, wait, just wanting to know what is going on. My yeah. feeling is, guys, if you want to dress up in a costume, then don't uh, arrest them or kick them out. Let them, let them do it. Let somebody kick them in the nuts. 
Yeah. Because guys, my my wife is creeping on me right now. You guys see that? Creeping on you? Oh, Ooh, she's that's taking, weird. Oh, we that's very weird. Yeah. What do we yeah. got there? Weird. weird. Very weird. That's not good. Yeah. That's uh, great. Yeah. I was talking about costumes though. It's like Dave and I have been in costumes before. Dave and I were tires plus tires. Yes. Yes. Back I love that story. Yeah. And mm-hmm. guess what? If somebody wanted to kick us in the nuts, we we're doing that. They could have. Man, it was pretty easy. You know, we had no whatever. So but you want to do so- holds a grudge against a tire. I mean, maybe oh, no, right. no, got a couple no. flats. Yeah, you know. that, right, they would. Right. They would maybe if you had a song called had a sign up that said "Walls is a chicken." Yeah, exactly right. right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's foolishness. I mean, if I see a guy in a chicken costume tomorrow after a couple beers, do you think I'm kicking him in the nuts? Absolutely, I am. And I will talk about it on the podcast next week. Even if like, he's not kick- holding a sign. If he's not holding sign, I don't give a shit. I mean, what do you have against chickens, Tony? <laughs> why is it state? What's he doing at the state fair? Well, there's a, bu- there's there's a bunch of animals at the state, state fair. But not a guy dressed up as a chicken. You guys don't. There's guys about. dressed up as a bunch of stuff at the state fair. Well, potentially. Yeah. I shouldn't say. I, I personally, I think the state fair is the perfect place to dress up as something. Yeah. Right. Right. That's true. True. I saw a guy dressed up as Billy the Exterminator there one time. Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago, I dressed up as a podcaster, and uh, I was oh, there. there. I, I, I've seen I've seen a person dress as a loon. Yeah, well, yeah. Hmm. PK, yeah. hey, yeah, PK's there tomorrow. I hope PK's there tomorrow. That'd be cool. You should don't be. kick him in the nuts. I would never kick PK in the nuts. He should be there. I'll give him a high five. Yeah. But, um. So <laughs> we should probably get out of here. This is going downhill. You um, know, I think we've hit a a, a trend of. Saying, you know, if anyone's actually listening to us anymore, <laughs> we're actually, I've been thinking about it, we're actually gonna start giving away shit. <coughs> I think we People should listen actually. to the end of the Honestly. podcast, yeah, and uh, they listen the to us till the end. Is, the key word is cream cheese, yeah, secret That's word, it. yeah, like do a Pee Wee Herman type of thing. Hey, yeah, the secret yeah. word is, but if you yeah. say it, we'll give you like a free beer or something. I don't know. You can Figure scream after you say the secret word if you want to, you can if you want to, yeah, and it, it would have to be a one win. <laughs> Person situation. Yeah. Oh, right. of course. I have a feeling there are a few people that would probably just keep winning over. I know a couple people who probably listen to the whole thing and they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. if Tom was still around, he'd be like, hey, I win every week. I listen to the whole thing. <laughs> Dad, Jen, if you're listening yeah. to this right now, keep listening until yeah. the very end. You're right. So, anyways, guys, anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? I think we've talked about it all. We covered it all. Yeah. yeah. My stay fair is and best more. stay fair. So, uh, for myself, Tony, for Dave, David, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys next Monday on Labor Day. Sounds great. Go Loons. Go Loons. Go Loons.